This is why I wanted to start sharing my story because I'm just like anyone else. I'm not some health guru that is, you know, has been in the gym five times a week or, you know, I'm just, I'm a busy mom and I was able to make this happen and in the middle of a lockdown. And I just think, you know, me at this, you know, when I started, I, I needed to see someone like me today. Do you know what I mean? I needed to see, okay, she's done this and she's a bit like me, so I can do this as well. This is Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast, and I am your host, Bet Lucas. I am a mom of six crazy kids. I work as a VP in a fast-paced industry, and I've been on a health journey. But what does living your big bold life even mean? Living boldly is having the courage to finally listen and do what your heart has been trying to tell you all along. Maybe it's to take back your health, write the book, go for the job, run the race. And I'm here to help you listen to that voice and to remind you to be you boldly. The world needs you. everyone, it's Bet. Before we get started with my amazing guest, Margaret, today, where she shares about her intermittent fasting journey and how she lost over 120 pounds during a really challenging time, COVID lockdown in Ireland. And for those of you that don't know this, I think Ireland had one of the longest kind of COVID lockdowns in the world. So if you're really feeling challenged on how to make your health a priority during this time, this is the episode for you. This is also a great episode, I think, for anyone who doesn't know where to start or how to start. If you are newer to your intermittent fasting journey or your health journey, I believe Margaret's episode may just hit home for you. Why? She is a busy mom of three kids under four. I mean, she's got a lot going on. And she's also home with them all day, trying to figure out how to keep her health a priority. And she provides so many amazing tips for your journey. But bottom line, what does she want you to know? That it's simple. It's not always easy, but it's simple. And if she can do it, you can too. And I guess that's the takeaway I want you to have from Big Bold Life Podcast. And if you follow me in my groups, Motivate or Intermittent Fasting for Moms on Facebook, if I can do it, you can too. I'm not some special health superstar. Absolutely not. There were tools that I didn't know about years ago. For years, I thought my main tool was killing myself in the gym. And I'm not saying intermittent fasting has to be your only tool. If you've listened to me long enough, I believe in the tool belt approach. Intermittent fasting can be one of your tools. Intermittent fasting can be a future tool. Another update I wanted to provide you is that she's still doing a 20 and 4 protocol most days. However, she's also added a mealless Monday in here and there. And she is just a few pounds away from her goal weight as a result. And if you want to learn more about what a mealless Monday is, check out my other episodes where I tackle that very thing. And remember, if Margaret and I can do it, you can too. Here's Margaret. Margaret, welcome to Living Your Big Bold Life. It is such an honor to have you here. And I know, I know I have butchered your beautiful Icelandic 
name. Welcome. I I need you to correct it for me, please. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's perfect. That's perfect. I I go, I go by anything at this point. I've lived in so many different countries. So um, you can call me Lisa if you want. So it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I work, as you know, in a mostly male industry. And so that is a weird enough name as it is. But my name in like everything is Brett. They assume I'm a man and they name me Brett. And Brett is a very good name, but that's usually my name. And so I (laughs) I can relate to this. However, I wish I could do a better job. So Margaret, without further ado, I just am so excited for our guests to hear your story. I have followed you for some time and... You're a mom. You have lived in many different countries. You have had all these experiences. But what I glean from your story is just something that I believe is super approachable, doable, and something where someone will is, is going to listen to this and go, I know it's going to take work and it's not going to be always easy, but I can do this. Like I can do this. And that's what, you know, that's what I want the listeners to hear from your story is that, you know, you and I, I think we're similar where there was probably a lot of years where we tried all the things, nothing was working. And we kind of just like thought that this was how it was going to be on our health. We were just going to kind of be in this okay Date. And so, yeah, so absolutely. anxious for you to share about your journey. But before we dive into the health and the fasting and the exercise and all the things, tell yeah. us a little bit about where you're from, where you live today, your children, all the things. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'm Margaret and I am um, 30 years old. Uh, I I'm from Iceland originally, okay. uh, but I live, I've lived in um, London. I lived in London for five years and I met my, my now partner and he's, he's Irish. So now we're living over in Ireland and um, yeah, we had three. So we had our first two in London Uh we had three under the age of, we had three in three years, basically. Wow. And um, yeah, quite, yeah. <laughs> you can relate to how, what, what that's like. Um, so yeah, we had the first two over in London and then we had our third after we moved to Ireland. Just, we didn't want to raise three small children in London. Um, so, and there was a house, we had a house here. So it, it just made more sense to move over to Ireland, and so we have we have our oldest. She's uh, she just turned four, and then we have our Patrick. He's in the middle. He's um, he's two and a half. He's going to be three in October, and then we have our Anna. She just turned one. So um, we've lived here now for two years, and um, yeah, that's. Um, We've been the endless lockdown. I think Ireland had the longest um, lockdown in all of Europe. I think it was um, something crazy wow. like that. Yeah. So um, I've gone through this whole journey basically in lockdown, and it's been it's been an experience, like life changing, absolutely. 
Well, interesting is that a lot of people during this time really struggled with their health and really struggled with what normally had worked for them, whether it was going to the gym, counting this, doing this. And what I think is really interesting about your story is that a lot of your journey started during this time of lockdown and you were successful on your journey and you've made great, great strides. And that to me is huge, but gosh, I, I just think so many people have just dismissed it and been like, well, I, it was COVID and it was locked down. COVID-19. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So you have three kids, three and under. Yeah. Four four and under now. Four and under. Oh my gosh. And uh, now on your health journey, when did you kind of start saying like, okay, this is my, this is my moment. I need to kind of retake back my health. What, what was the catalyst behind that and why? Yeah. So, um, I knew like, I knew I had sort of lost grip of my health because um, motherhood sort of hit me quite hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, with my firstborn, I had sort of, I had a difficult uh, time getting her into the world. Um, it was a very, very long, long, long birth. And um, I was in pain for a very, very long time. And it was, uh, it sort of hit me quite hard, but I never sort of, dealt with it because I was never in danger. She was never in any danger. And it was sort of like, it was something that I never dealt with fully. And, um, I just, you know, I just ate and ate and ate and ate, you know, I, food has always sort of been my answer to everything, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of uh, happiness, sadness, uh, stress, anything like it's just food. It was the answer. So I sort of, you know, put my emotions to the side and just sort of didn't deal with them, you know, in a, in a way. So I knew this, you know, this whole f- emotional eating was a problem, you know, and it has been a problem for me for a long time. Um, so um, I had these three pregnancies in, uh, in three years and, um, you know, there was a lot of sleepless nights. My my daughter, she never slept through the night until she was like a year and a half. And, um, you know, it would just be, it was, so, it was a sub, you know, it was, it was, I was abusing foods, you know, it was like, you know, being an alcoholic, but with food, do you know what I mean? Like, um, so it was sort of, you know, when I was awake, you know, entire nights with her, I would be thinking like, oh, I'm going to order a pizza tomorrow and I'm just going to eat the whole thing. And, you know, that sort of, got, you know, it's crazy, but that sort of got me through the night or, you know, it was just, um, yeah. And um, I knew this was a, a problem a bit bigger than myself. And I, I knew I needed to deal with this. And um, then you know, I got pregnant again and then I got pregnant again and I had, you know, three in three years, obviously. And um, what really sort of shook me was um, we had sort of a newborn photo shoot with, uh, for my youngest. She was born in June 2020. And uh, we got a photographer that was sort of when the restrictions were sort of lifted a little bit and you could sort of get 
you're allowed to have one person over to your house or whatever. She had on face mask and all that, you know. Right. And uh, so the pictures were, you know, they're stunning. But I was really shocked at how big I looked because when you're that overweight, you sort of, you you know, you hide away from photographs and you sort of you know you put a baby you know on your lap so it covers up your stomach and you know you know do you know what I mean like it's just um yeah and I think it's different seeing yourself in the mirror and then seeing yourself on a picture that a professional photographer took you know like yeah and uh, seeing those photographs was really like I knew that I needed to get a handle on my weight and I needed to get a handle on this whole attitude with food you know I knew that needed to happen but seeing the pictures really like okay this needs to happen I'm not going to live my life like that you know you know it's interesting almost everyone I talk to has that moment like there is a moment yes and Mm. and it's interesting whatever that moment is it's like this pretty big turning point for them where they're like, I may not know what it is. I may not know how, but something I've got to change. I've got to fix something. And so now do you feel that a lot of moms who, who are kind of in those early years of, with children, having babies, don't you think a lot of a lot of moms can relate to what you're saying. And I really hear it in the, especially that you had kind of a traumatic kind of, it sounds like Anna postpartum issues after your first, I hear that a lot too. And I think Mm -hmm. that is much more common, but it's not overly talked about. And no, because it's sort of, it's hard to talk about it. You know, back then I wouldn't be able to talk about it, but now that I'm out of it, it's sort of easier to talk about it because um, you sort of close yourself off, especially because you're so tired, especially like when, you know, you have a child when it has sleep problems and, it, you know, you know, you're trying to breastfeed and oh, um, yes. she was, you know, she would only want the breast, but she wasn't, yeah. you know, she wasn't gaining enough weight because I was totally exhausted and I was milking enough. It was just this, you know, this, this thing that spiraled out of control and she wouldn't want to take a bottle and she wouldn't take, a, you know, like a, we call it a, a, a did that in Iceland, but you call it a pacifier, you know, yes, you know, yes. she would, she'd use me basically as a, as a pacifier. And, um, so she had to have had to soothe all the time on the breast yeah. and it was just, it was so, you know, obviously it's amazing becoming a mom and, you know, you love your baby, but then there's this whole other side to it where, you know, a lot of moms struggle and you don't want to talk about the struggles because you're supposed to be so happy that you have a baby and, you know, you're so fortunate and, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I think, I think a lot of moms do, you know, have, have these um, problems where they sort of put themselves to the side, I guess, and, they need they need to focus so much on the baby and and put and it cascades and it cascades yes. because yeah. you're you're tired you're stressed and we all know yeah. more and more research is coming out that if you're not getting enough sleep if you're stressed out to the max then if you're dealing with breastfeeding 
you know, all the other new mom kind of stresses, then your breast milk production goes down and then you feel bad about that. It's against you. Yeah. Yes. And then you're like, well, do I need to eat more? And you're already struggling with these hormonal cravings. You know, you're starving. Like, you know, I always tell moms, it's so normal to be way hungrier breastfeeding than it is pregnant. You know, I always was like, ravenous, right? Just like give me. And when you're talking about that pizza, I bet some of that was, yes, your history of, of struggling with your food relationship, but Mm -hmm. also some of that was your hormones were going, yeah, yeah, just telling you I'm starving Mm -hmm. and nothing was signaling correctly, but your brain was telling you when you ate that pizza, even for a short amount of time, you got that kind of dopamine good. hit. Mm, yeah, I'm going to feel it. good. Yeah. But that feel good doesn't last very long. So then you, your brain's like, okay, because you know that pizza you gave me? Yeah, uh, that more of that. More of that. Because for a moment, I felt I had, a, you know, I had this hit. So, yeah. so you've, had your, you've had your third. You get these newborn baby photos. Yeah. You know, you had told me that you've kind of had a history of trying all the things. Where did yeah. you start? Where did you start? What, what were you going to do once you were like, I need to change something? What did you do? Yeah. So, um, like before, like since, you know, I've always been overweight my, you know, more than half of my life since I was a teenager. I've, I've never been at a normal BMI, whatever that is. But, yeah. you know, like I've never been a normal uh, weight and um it's always been like I've always been you know going on a diet or coming off a diet and like I've done like the shakes and I've done the you know weighing my food and you know putting it into an app and telling me how many calories I've done and um all these crazy things I had like a food delivery service that was like little packaged food that you're supposed to put in the makerb and get a whole week sent at a time. Oh, it was disgusting. Like it was, (laughs) yeah. And uh, so this time around, I knew that I had to do, and I sort of like, okay, what am I going to do this time around? I've done it all. Um, Nothing's ever worked really. Like nothing's been sustainable, you know, and my, a friend of mine done fasting and I, that was sort of in the back of my mind. And I, I didn't really buy into it at the first because I thought, you know, what is this? How is this? You know, you, you eat in a certain time frame. Why is that going to make you lose weight? Like, I don't get it. Like, are you not just going to overeat in that time frame? And, you know, like, so I think, okay, like I have nothing to lose here. Uh, it will have lots, lots to lose, yeah. but, uh, you know, not just try this one more thing. And uh, yeah, and so I started with the uh, 18.6 and um, I, I thought I was doing clean fasting. I, I was doing like a bit of stevia in my black coffee and I was having the occasional like Diet Cokes and stuff like that. But I still like, mm-hmm. I still lost weight, but I was harder obviously like now you and me we know about the clean fast and you know it's easier yeah and it just really surprised me how you know the weight started to fall off really really fast in the beginning and I think oh this is interesting and it's not overly like I've never been a breakfast eater right like I've always I've always ate breakfast thinking that I was doing the right thing but um I always felt really bad after eating breakfast you know 
So that sort of ignoring my, what my body was saying, you know, this has been my whole life. I've always felt really bad in my body after eating breakfast, but I had it anyway, thinking that I was, you know, I would be doing something bad if I didn't have it, you know? So, um, I already didn't like having breakfast. So I think, oh, this is fine. Like, I don't mind just staying fast until noon and then having something at noon and then having a dinner and then be done with it. Right. And evenings were were actually the you know a bit harder for me because I used to I used to eat a lot you know when the kids are in bed and and uh, over the you know over a Netflix film or whatever you know so evenings were definitely harder than the mornings for me in at the start and yeah I just started that and I was really surprised by how well it worked and and um, and then I sort of. I started to do more research about it. I started listening to Jim Stevens' uh, intermittent fasting stories, and I listened to your. I've, I've listened to a lot of them. I listened to yours, um, your story on there, and uh, yeah, it was just amazing. And I start, you know, I thought it, I thought I tried this uh, clean fasting and uh, take the stevia out and take the diet cokes out, and right. things just started to run so smoothly, and it was so easy to do it. I know we, we, we sound like a broken record when we tell people <laughs> that we write, but really we're, we're telling you that most of us had results when we weren't clean plastic. We did have some results. We're not trying to yeah. say that you can't have no results. And I had loads to lose as well. Like I was very overweight. So, um, people that have maybe very little to lose, I think it's very important that they start off with a clean fast think that's a really important point that you state that because depending on where you're at in your journey, let's be honest, if you have a lot to lose, certain tools are going to work then that may not work later. And I think, you know, what we all want for you is to have the easiest and best results. And that's why, you know, Margaret and I are like, just Clean fast, trust us. It does make it. It does make it easier, and yeah. we all we all know how yummy Long a term, diet coke yeah. can be in our our studio. Save it for your window, exactly. Yeah, yeah. save um, it for your window. Yeah, so you're doing eighteen six. So yeah. for the listeners out there that are maybe newer to fasting, that means that Margaret was fasting for eighteen hours, and then she was eating within a six hour window. And when she references clean fasting. I know for the advanced fasters out there, they hear this term thrown around a lot, but that just means outside of that six hours, she's only having water, sparkling water, black coffee, unflavored black coffee, black tea, unflavored, green tea, unflavored. That's all she can have. So she can't have like a a LaCroix with the the grapefruit essence. She's not having some cream in her coffee, some oat milk in her coffee. She's not having just a little bit of stevia. Effectively, she could have those things, but she decided as she learned about clean fasting to have those within that six hours. And that's what she's referencing to when she says an 18-6. And so now, are you a coffee drinker today? Were, were you drinking, once you removed the stevia, did you keep drinking coffee? Or are you more like a sparkling water or? So I have, um, I have one black coffee in the morning and okay. I do it when my, my youngest goes down for her first nap. And that's okay. sort of like, I have, have a black coffee without anything. And then I'm 
just clean, just water in the morning, um, black coffee, and then, yeah, I'm sort of in just, just uh, plain water and black coffee in the morning. And then in the evening, I'm sort of sparkling water. I find that's sort of, you know, it's a bit of a treat in a way. And I always put it in a nice, nice glass on it. And it just makes bit more special you know because I had to sort of uh, my routine in the evenings was just jack- get the chocolate out and get you know it was like a whole another meal like after the kids go to bed because you know oh I got them to bed and now I have a long time and now I'm gonna eat thinking I was treating myself but I wasn't uh, <laughs> so sparkling water is for me in the evening and uh, that's it really I'm not really a big tea drinker I have I have green tea occasionally in the morning but um, I'm just I just love coffee yeah yeah I'm like you yeah. I I buy tea I buy some green tea and I have decaf and regular just like on hand but I definitely yeah. am more of a coffee fan. Um, yeah. I was sharing the other day that I challenged my husband to do black coffee with me. And yeah. he's like, and we loved, we used to love cream in our coffee. Like that was like our like ritual. He would bring it to me in the morning. I loved it, you know? Yeah. And, um, he gave, he just, he told me, well, if I can't have cream in my coffee, but I'm giving up coffee. So he flat out gave up coffee. No like way. this man, yeah. I'm like, I, I'm impressed, but he's, right. he's, he's given it up. And you know what? He didn't have a ton of weight to lose, but just by giving up his, his coffee with cream, he dropped like the kind of that belly, just those few pounds that he was kind of carrying around here. So Mm -hmm. even for someone that doesn't have a ton of weight to lose, clean fasting can really be that difference maker. And you kind of don't, you don't think it will be because you're like, well, it's just a little cream. It just disturbs your insulin enough for you to get you in and out of, and it's just sort of a, um, right. in and out of the fasting situation and he just wanted to leave it on disturbed you know exactly. like yeah. exactly it's very interesting and most of us wouldn't have believed it if we wouldn't have tried it for ourselves so that's why we're always like try it try it we promise we're not telling you a lie yeah, so yeah, yeah. so Definitely. what was your what was your starting weight if you don't mind sharing oh yeah so i was uh, my starting weight was just shy of 300 pounds uh so I'm five nine I'm five nine I'm quite tall I'm sort of I'm a I'm a you know I'm a big woman like I've sort of like I've um I've a lot of muscle just naturally um so I was just shy of 300 pounds and now I'm 180 so I've lost 115 wow. something like that and when was the date you started so when did you start August I remember because I, I only I breastfed my uh, my youngest for two months and then after I stopped breastfeeding I started fasting because I didn't want to do the two at the same time because I was already not milking enough and it, that wouldn't have been you know it wouldn't have worked for me definitely not right so um, yeah after I stopped breastfeeding that's when I started so August and now we are in June um, so it's almost a year now. wow but that's I mean that is some major differences in a in what I believe is a very short amount of time or because you look at most of our journeys and I always tell people that you know 
we are worthy of more than fast. We're all different and not everything happens fast, but, but that does sometimes it kind of like even blow you away that you have lost 120 pounds and not even a year's time. Yeah, it, it does blow my mind. And this is why I wanted to start sharing my story because I'm just like anyone else. I'm not some health guru that is, you know, has been in the gym five times a week or, you know, I'm just, I'm a busy mom and I was able to make this happen and in middle of a lockdown. And I just think, you know, me at, at this, you know, when I started, I, I needed to see someone like me today. Do you know what I mean? I needed to see, okay, she's done this and she's a bit like me, so I can do this as well. So, And that to me is just like, it makes me kind of want to cry because it's so, you know, you are going to give someone who is feeling pretty hopeless, feeling like Mm -hmm. they're at a dead end and you are doing, sharing something with them that if you can do it, in lockdown yeah. with three kids, four and under, you had just mm-hmm. had a baby. There's yeah. a lot of stress going on in your life. And you mentioned, you know, you weren't doing some crazy, you know, exercise routine. So, so you're doing 18, six, when did you, when did you start opening your window? So was it, what is your typical? And when I say open your window for the newbies out there, that eating means when you started yeah. eating, when did you start yeah. eating? So I would usually do a lunch at 12 o'clock and then I would have it closed by six in the evening. So I would do, I would do sort of a light lunch and then I would do a full on dinner. And I decided because I I've done sort of keto in the past, like keto is good. I I responded quite well to keto actually uh, sort of high fat, low carb. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I decided to not do that because I, I wanted to see if I can just eat normal home cooked food and I wanted to be you know I wanted to eat the same thing as my my children and my partner Mm -hmm. um so I would sort of I would uh, I'd love I think it's more important what you what you open your window with because what everyone asks me so what do you eat what do you that's that's a question I get every single day probably through my social media and um so I, you know, I always sort of try to open my window with something that's high in protein and high in fat, because yes. I feel like that's what the body needs after a long fast. And I feel like the body is going to be more satisfied with that. And um, I find if you open your window after a long fast with something that's sort of overly processed, especially overly processed carbs, yes. if it comes in a packaging that makes noise you're not at the right track you know um mm-hmm. it's really easy to overdo that you know because but you know right. you, your body needs needs stuff you know when you open your window and and the body's just going to keep asking for more and more and more if you don't give give it um proper um nutrients like protein and fat so that's sort of what i um focus on opening with eggs sometimes a bit of bacon avocado um parmesan cheese olive oil you know i sort of focus on these and also because it's just easy to prepare you know especially with a lot of kids i can just do loads of scrambled eggs and everyone loves it you know right and um 
So I open with usually open with eggs, and then my dinner is just normal home cooked meals: lasagna, okay. spaghetti bolognese, like you know, chicken and mashed potatoes, and just these normal like home cooked yeah. meals. And um, what I find when you fast, it's really hard to overdo it because your body will tell you straight away when it's had enough. Whereas before you could sort of eat and eat and eat and then like your body lets you know a bit too late. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I just ate normal food. I took, I sort of save sweet treats and alcohol for specifications and because I just find they just simply don't help me on this journey. And especially with the alcohol, um, I find, especially where we've been in lockdown, no restaurants have been open, no bars have been open. There's, you know, I'm not the person to sit at home and drink. I need something more fun to be happening, you know, like a wedding or something or, you know, friends getting together and there's a glass of wine and like, I just don't find, you know, sitting on the sofa with a glass of wine is it's not enough for me to have a drink. Yeah, it's you not know, festive like, so. enough. No, exactly. And I was on this health health journey and I sort of, you know, I'm just going to put it to the side. I don't need to have a glass of wine. Um, you know, it doesn't help me. So it's it's not the, 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 the wine or the glass itself that I, it's, it's sort of the days after mm-hmm. that you sort of, you don't feel energetic. You feel sort of tired and you're craving, you know, junk food and all that. And um, yeah, so I decided to just put it to the side and get this, you know, journey going. An interesting kind of revelation I've started to have lately is that as I've felt better, and I'm interested to see if you align with this, as Mm. I have felt better, it's addictive. You know, I like feeling better. I like having more energy. I like feeling stronger. And therefore what I've noticed with alcohol is that I now notice it more. Whereas before, I think I could have wine at dinner multiple nights in a row. And I didn't really notice that it wasn't making me feel as good. But now, sadly enough, I notice if, like I was mentioning in a prior episode that we had a friend in town and he laughed because he texted me and he goes, I listened to your podcast. Was that friend me? (laughs) I was like, yes, it was you. Anyways, and we had alcohol all three nights he was here, right? And I didn't just kind of feel not good Monday or Tuesday, I feel like I felt kind of like blah all week. And I'm like, so are you telling me body that this is how I was feeling when I was drinking wine with dinner, you know, most of the time, are you telling me this is how I was going around feeling, but I didn't really even like realize it. But now that I feel so much better, I'm like, Oh, I, I like a glass of wine or two, but I don't really love how it makes me feel. And I'm too much, I'm so much more aware of that. Yeah. You're so much more in tune with how your body reacts to things. Now that you're, you're sort of, uh, when you're fasting, you're just so much more in tune and you, you, you get addicted to this energy that you get and you want to keep that energy going. And I felt you know, how I open my window with eggs, I feel like that keeps my energy going. It doesn't 
you know, make me want to go and have a nap, you know. And I think the same thing with uh, with alcohol. It's just, it, it steals your energy away, doesn't it? It you does. Know? So I think... I hate to yeah, say it, but it does. Like, oh, I want yeah. Yeah. No, it's so annoying. Like, it just, you want it, you can't, like, it's so annoying. You can't have it both ways. Like, but, um, you, yeah. But there's a time and a place for, you know, have to have a few glasses, absolutely. But, yeah, I, th- I, I totally agree with what you're saying. If you're strongly, struggling with your hunger, with your sleep, with your fasting, there's a likelihood that alcohol could be playing a role in that. And, you know, I am Mm -hmm. not anti-alcohol. I've just figured out that I cannot have it as much as my 20 year old self would have had it. You know, I just, Mm -hmm. I can't. And, you know, I think Cynthia Thurlow, when she was on the show says, Hey, there's certain things we got to put our big girl pants on about. And that's something that I think a lot of people just, (laughs) we have to put our big kid pants on. So that's Yeah. You know, I love your idea on opening with a with a good solid protein and a fat. And to me, mm-hmm. eggs there's almost no better high nutrient food than eating eggs. I mean, you you're you're hitting it out of the park with those foods at your time out. And then I love that you have such an approachable dinner. You're like, no, I don't cook differently yeah. for dinner. We just eat what we're going to no. eat. But your home cooking, which is going to be often way more healthier than. You know, eating out, you're in control of what's going into your food. Hey friends, it's Bet. If you are enjoying today's podcast, I really hope you will join me every week for what I hope you find are inspiring interviews and bold content on topics like family and career and health. And can I also ask you a favor? Can you press that subscribe button and write a review if you like what you hear today? By doing those things, you are helping me get the word out. And I truly would be ever, ever so grateful. It also allows you to be the first to know when new content arrives. So please subscribe today. Now, let's get back to our guest. So probably a question of most of our listeners is going to be, okay, Margaret, you, in less than a year, you've lost over 120 pounds. You've shared what you're Mm -hmm. eating. Now tell us about your rigorous exercise plan you must have had to accomplish (laughs) this in such such a short amount of time. Tell us about your exercise during lockdown. Right. So um, when I started this journey, I thought, okay, um, like we have to sort of figure out some sort of a schedule with the kids so I can go to the gym three times a week or, you know, do do it how you're supposed to right. do it. You know, if you're going to lose weight, you need to go to the gym. You know, that's, that's something that everyone says and, and thinks, but, uh, but then lockdown hit us and everything's closed and remained closed for, I think there was like maybe two weeks there you know, over Christmas or something that they opened a little bit, but, um, yeah, all the gyms were closed and, um, I thought, okay, this is, this is never going to (laughs) work. I'm never going to do this this right. Um, but I, I decided, okay, I'm going to, you know, do this fasting and then I'll just do sort of what I, I can do, um, with three kids under the age of four, and, you know, my life is quite active. It starts, you know, early in the morning and it's it's done, you know, around 10 o'clock in the evening. So like, and it is active, obviously, having uh, small kids. Um, I 
started when I was, you know, at the start, I was obviously very, very overweight and, and it's hard to do exercise yes. at, you know, at that stage. And I, I like, I honestly think it's crazy putting that, you know, like a really overweight person into a gym and, and making them do squats and all, you know, it's, it's, almost impossible to do when you're that weight Mm -hmm. but it it would have been for me I can only speak you know from my own experience so um so what I did I just started really light just did half an hour walks tried to do it most days you know you know how it is with with a big family you sometimes don't get to do these things so it's okay like I just I never put any I went into this and I didn't put loads of pressure on I have to do this you know every single day but I just I went outside um for a half an hour walk when I could and I started to really love that um and then that half an hour turned into 45 minutes once the wave was sort of coming off it became easier and easier and and um and then that 40 minute 45 minutes turned into an hour and that's all I did honestly honestly I did not do anything else and um people people don't believe that people have you know said like you must have had a weight loss surgery you must have done these crazy exercises I honestly didn't um just fasting alone is it could be enough you know um and going and going outside and and moving your body is sort of a result off the fasting because you get more energy you start to sleep better therefore you're you want to sort of go out and move your body and and um not the other way around where you're sort of dragging yourself off the sofa like oh i have to go and you know do something and and um so it's sort of uh, yeah it was a result of the of fasting really to that um I wanted to go and move and and now I love it I love getting outside we have a really big um sort of outdoorsy area like a huge forest next to my house so um it's really nice just getting outside listening to a podcast and listening to some music and it's sort of my alone time as well getting out of the house getting fresh air and it's 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 managing the stress as well like it's stressful being a mom like you know and um that just that hour to myself going for a walk is is the best thing ever and it's not to lose weight it's it's more like a you know mental you know yeah like mental meditation stress relief relief. yeah yeah so that's all I did yeah but I think there's a few things that could be a interesting light bulb moment for some other moms out there is that you know, certain form of forms of exercise are stress too. So if you're really stressed at home and you Mm -hmm. are going and putting a lot of stress on your body through exercise, I am not saying exercise is bad at all, but you need really good. It's really good. But you need to find this balance where I think Margaret's hitting on something. She is choosing a way to move her body that is not just giving her movement 
it's getting her vitamin D. She's getting outside, which I believe is extremely important. It's giving her peace and almost like a meditative time, which is going to reduce your stress and your cortisol levels, which is also going to help you lose weight and feel better and want to move more. So I, I'm all about running and lifting weights and, and doing things too, but I guess what I think you're on to here is that it, that doesn't have to always be the best path for everybody. And no. for a lot of moms and a lot of people out there that are already stressed and getting a lot of inbound, you know, mom, 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 need, 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 mm-hmm. help, help, help. Yeah. It's important to find what you've found, not only yeah. from a movement and exercise, but I hear the peace that it's giving you. I, I, I sense that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also for, you know, where I live at the moment, I would have needed to, you know, drive to a sort of like a sort of a gym um, for half an hour drive and then get myself into the gym and get myself ready and do all these complicated things and, and, and then drive back. It's two hours out of my day, you know, it's a lot, you know, instead of just leaving my house, going into the woods and then coming back and I've, you know, it's only an hour. And I think that's really it's just, I think it's so, so much more sustainable long-term right? Um, to do something like that. Um, doable, it works for me. Yes. Doable. Yes. It's so much more doable and it's not such a thing, you know, um, exa- you know what I mean? Completely. And I, you know, it was interesting, Dr. Naiman, he believes this completely that the whole theory that everyone needs to go to a gym for every day for two hours is unsustainable and people can only do that for so long. And so I just love this. It's going to happen. Life's going to happen. And I think you found something like you said, that, that is not just doable, but sustainable for your whole life. And you can always incorporate more movement if needed. So I just, Oh, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I totally want to like now that I've lost all the weight. It's sort of I I I'm, I'm sort of oh I'd love to go maybe do a um, Pilates class, yeah. you know, and uh, you know strengthening. But I'm so I think I need more sort of calm sort of type of exercise because my life is so you know hectic. Yes. Um, with with the kids and uh, I think I think that's like you were saying that, you know, moms are putting so much pressure on, you know, um, you know, having everything perfect at home and then getting into, getting into like, I don't know, like a, a crazy fitness class. What do you call them? Like CrossFit or whatever. And, and it's sort of like weightlifting and then you go in, it's like a military training in a way, you know, isn't it? So, um, I think, and I think a lot of women start something like that and then, it gets to be too much and they stop doing it and they sort of tear themselves apart for not carrying on with it. And, and, and I think start small and then maybe add on it. Yes. Um, I, I love yeah. that. I think, mm. I think you're, I think you're really onto something. And I guess what I just hear from you is that it doesn't always have to be exercise first. It doesn't. And That's I hear it. that over yeah. and over that yeah. from my guests that a lot of times yeah. no it's it's kind of fixing 
uh, our eating issues. It's our fasting that kind of solves yeah. that. So Getting to the core yes. of the problem. Yes. You know, where is, where is the overeating coming from? Are you managing your stress mm-hmm. with food? Right. You know, are you, uh, especially with my sort of late night eating and you're sort of watching TV and you're not even thinking about what you put in and all of a sudden the bag of sweets is gone and you're sort of like, what happened? Yeah. You know, and it's sort of, um, what I find with IF, it really taught me mindful eating and to sit down and appreciate the food mm. and and the food tastes so good do you find <laughs> that as well after you start to you know so it's a simple things like a banana and you're like oh that's tastes like cake do you know like it's just it's ridiculous you know people are going to listen to this to be like oh come on banana doesn't taste like cake but it you know it's just something your taste but slide up for the most simple things And um, I think it's amazing how um, it's just taught me so many different things that, that, you know, to appreciate my food, sit down and and give the food my attention and and, um, enjoy it really, you know. Yes. And yeah. By taking breaks, I think what happens is, is our true taste for food comes back and we appreciate things that we may not have before. Like if after a fast, I might appreciate a much healthier food and think it tastes great. than before That's when nice. I was snacking yeah. all the time, every, that same you food, like salad, have, Ugh, mm, you know, you know yeah, and, know. and you're so much more appreciative. Same with like, you know, someone gave a really good idea that if they want to appreciate black coffee, just give up coffee for a few weeks. And guess what? You'll think co- black coffee yeah. is great. Like it, there's your, your there yeah. is the ability to kind of change our taste, change our habits. So, so you've, you've told us so much about what your eating looks like, what your movement looks like. What have been some other kind of non-scale victories that you attribute to your fasting and your weight loss? The biggest one, which was such a surprise for me, was my allergies and my asthma that I've been living with oh. for, uh, like, like since I remember. Like I remember have you know getting allergy, you know, sort of getting sick from getting allergies when I was like eleven or t- ten years old, and it would be like you know for any sort of animals, it would be like a seasonal hay fever type of allergies, and it would trick. I would get triggered and get an asthma reaction as well. And I always had to have sort of an, an inhaler and um, tablets and nasal spray, eye drops, everything on hand, because, um, it, you know, when you, I, I think a lot of people don't realize, um, a lot of people have seasonal allergies and it's sort of like, oh, you just go to the pharmacy and you get tablets and you're fine. You know, everyone has this sort of thing. And it's just sort of, you know, but it's a real, it, it really affects your life. It affects your breathing and affects your sleep, you know, when you're suffering from it. And um, since I started fasting, I have not needed to take any form of allergy tablets or sprays or, or even, which is unbelievable um, for me. And uh, when I sort of, 
I sort of started to notice like my allergies are not that bad. What is this? And I sort of started to uh, research and it has to do so much with inflammation in the body where your inflammation decreases when, when you start fasting and the inflammation must have been causing so much of these problems for me, which is insane. I just, I, I had just accepted that this was just my life and this is, you know, what I have. And, you know, it's just, it's kind of yeah. a miracle really. I mean, to think that you it were is. dealing with that and then, then does it make you think like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of people out there that are walking around inflamed and they don't mm-hmm. think there's anything they can do about it. They just think this yeah, is like, oh, this, this is, is just normal. Up, yeah. This is just, yeah. I mean, think of all the people that, that really struggle with allergies and asthma. And it seems mm-hmm. much more than even 10 years ago. I feel like it's just mm-hmm. getting like so many people talk about it and you wonder yeah. how many could solve it by fasting. Exactly. I, you know, it really makes you wonder if, yes. if, it, if this could be uh, sort of a life changing for, for so many people, you know. Just, just to be, and also just being on these medication, they really make you so drowsy as well as a side effect of, mm-hmm. you know, even though, even though you like for me when I used to get like sort of non-drowsy tablets for allergies, it's it would still make me drowsy and and it's just annoying. Like you spend a whole summer and you just like you're a bit like oh you know tired from taking medication and it's just no it it, it is and I I think that this is so cool and I'm so anxious because. You're the first guest to this, that has mentioned this as an NSV. Oh, so we've had so many okay. other non-scale victories, but yeah. you know this is one of the first. So yeah. I love that. So what do you think are the main things you want other moms, other people, other mm-hmm. Margarets out there to hear? What are the <laughs> things that if your message could be shouted from the rooftops what Mm. what is that message you want the world to know about fasting in your health journey yeah I I really um I think a lot of people uh, overcomplicate things and they you know think it's this this can really simplify your life that's what I want people to understand um fasting has really simplified my life so much. And all this decision-making around food, you know, it's unreal. And, and making good decisions around food is, you know, adds on top of all that. And uh, I think, um, like, I, I want people not to be afraid of, you know, take control of their health and not accept that this is just, oh, the, you know, this has always been me. My, you know, my parents are, are overrated and I'm going to be overrated. My, I'm just this is just me like uh, that's this is just how it's going to be for me and I think you, you know it's it's it stops you know it starts and ends with you and and you have to sort of you have to get into the driver's seat yes. and take control of your life and your health and you can and you so you so can you know I I thought I I, I thought I wouldn't have been able to do this but I, it just I was, it happened for me. So it can happen for other people. Yeah, I think too, what the misunderstanding around it is, I think a few things, but number one, that it's going to complicate your life. And I love that you share Mm -hmm. for people that are in your situation, young children, busy life, 
Mm-hmm. You know, whether we want to say it, it, it is stressful. It is. It, yeah. it, you, it's there, wonderful as it's well. It's wonderful. <laughs> and, and we're not, yeah. by saying it's, it's stressful, all it's all of the things, everything yes. intertwined, right? But that yeah. is what is so cool is that I think we need more tools out there that simplify our life and then therefore yeah. they're doable and we actually stick with them. And I, I think so yeah. many tools out there there's a lot of tools that might work for you. You know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of tools that might work, but many of them are not sustainable. Many of them are not something that we're going to be able to really, at the end of the day, stick with. And I think what Margaret's sharing with you are, is a tool that is simplified her life. She's not obsessing about food. She's not obsessing about snacking. And then the other misunderstanding that I'd love for you to talk about a little bit is that fasting is starving yourself and fasting, you don't eat as well. How would you, mm-hmm. what would you challenge someone? Because I've seen your cooking market and it is beautiful mm-hmm. and I don't see any starving. I'm a on serious plate. foodie. Yes. I'm a serious foodie. And this, that's sort of what got me into this mess in the first place. <laughs> like I'm, I'm to, the, to a point where I've studied cooking, not uh-huh. to a chef level or anything like that. I'm so I've always been like I've loved baking I love uh, cooking I love you know I, I read recipes you know at night and I'm like mm, yeah I'm gonna try that I'm, I'm just you know I love everything with cheese and I love everything that's sort of crunchy and and uh, I eat like this is, is this is healed um my relationship with food because it's a complicated relationship when you're when you're so overweight you love food but food is sort of your enemy at the same time and you you know before when I was you know so overweight I'd be cooking um and I'd be like oh I better not put cream into this sauce I, I you know maybe I shouldn't put so much cheese in that and because I'm so you know overweight I need to you know be careful of what I eat and it's a really complicated relationship right. with food and I feel like IF has healed that relationship and I can just relax and I can just enjoy my food fully because you know it's in a it's in a certain time frame, and I just make sure I don't go all out of that time frame. That way, I have control. Um, food is anything I want, but the thing is, like I don't over overeat anymore. My body. My body lets me know straight away, oh, you've had enough of this. Like before I used to be able to maybe eat five or six potatoes with a meal, but now I can only have two because my body doesn't want more than that. So um, I eat anything like we cook pizza sometimes like, you know, I get the kids involved and we make, but we make it from scratch. Yes. You know, I know exactly what's going into the dough. Like, and I, I do it in the morning and I let it rise, you know, for the evening time. And um, so, and the pizza is not some sort of diet miracle pizza that, you know, it's just normal, you know, normal food and um, nothing is low fat or, or low carb or, or anything like that. I, I, I enjoy exactly what I want to eat and, and that's it. And that's why this has worked for me because I'm not saying, oh, I can't have this. I can't have that. I am leaving out sort of sweet treats and alcohol, but my body doesn't crave that so much, yes. you know? 
And so that's okay. Like, I'm, I don't feel deprived. You know, it used to be really hard to go into a shop and see, you know, uh, when you get to the tills and, and you see all the sweets. And it used to be really hard for me. I used to be like, okay, I'm not going to buy this bag right, of like, oh, yes. you know, Just like, it's sort of like trying to go. But now I look at it and I'm like, mm, don't need that. You know, it's really interesting, you know, mind switch that has happened um, with fasting. And yeah, if the food is is anything like, you know, yeah, look, I put cheese on everything. I put cream in everything. I put butter in everything. And, and I find when you do eat this sort of satiating foods full of fat, mm-hmm. uh, full of protein, it makes your fasting easier. Yes. If you if you fast long hours like I do, I started with eighteen hours. I'm sort of in twenty now because that's so it has sort of evolved into that now. I do sort of twenty four at the moment. Okay. When you when you fast for such long hours and then you're going to restrict your food in that small time frame, it's you know you're not going to and you're sort of not enjoying it fully. You'll feel deprived. That's how I feel. That's I, I, you know, I just know myself at this point, you know. Yeah, I, I eat anything, anything. You know what I find interesting is that I just remember never quite feeling full or satiated before. And I thought, yes. I, and, I, and I don't know if always it was hungry. always hungry. Yeah. I was always hungry. Yeah. And I don't know if, if that was a blood sugar problem, if that was a, you know, something with my hormones, Mm. I don't, I don't know, but I will tell you that has been so freeing that I am not starving all the time. And every two hours, I'm not thinking about what's my next snack, you know, where are the nuts, where are the celery sticks, where's my string cheese. And if you'll notice, like all of those things that I mentioned are pretty healthy, but my struggle was less with like the end of the day, like overeating. My struggle was just, I just don't think my body ever got a break. I think I was constantly consuming and consuming. And so that's where sometimes the person that says, yeah, but Margaret, I eat pretty healthy. I eat pretty healthy and I'm still stuck. But eating healthy maybe all day. All you're day. Maybe all day. All and day. you're on this roller coaster with your insulin mm-hmm. and um, it's up and down, up and down, up and down. You ne- never get a break. Yes. You never get a break. So now you're like a 20 and four. Do you ever feel like frustrated on your journey? Have you ever felt like stuck? And, and if you have, what's the advice you would give someone who might feel like that too? Is there anything you do or do you just kind of say, no, I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing. This is, this is for the long term. It's a lifestyle or is there, is there tweaks that you make when you've have felt like that? Um, I think I've not had any sort of like, Oh, I can't keep doing this. I've never had that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, um, because this is sort of 
simplified my life so much. I love that. You know, I love sort of all the factors that it, this gives me. It simplifies my, my life and I'm enjoying really, really good food. And I'm sort of looking forward to opening my window. Oh, like I'm sort of thinking, oh, I'm going to open a window with this today and this and this. And you're sort of planning it and, and you, you need to look forward to what you eat. I think that's a key thing. Um, and um, I don't I don't think there's any sort of major problems that I've had on the, you know, I, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. Um, this has been really overwhelming how, how easy this has been, you know. Maybe at, the, at first I was sort of hungry at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sort of uh, white knuckling maybe at the beginning, but it comes in waves. It goes back down. And I think keep hydrated um is my I, I think it's my number one um advice that's if, such if, good if advice some, yeah I try to do a whole liter before noon and then a whole liter in the afternoon I think that's that's really important and elect- electrolytes I think it's really important that's actually my you know if you feel like you're struggling on your journey you might just need a bit of electrolytes and that could be as simple as pink himalayan salt um under your tongue or you can buy these unflavored electrolytes that you can have in your fasting hours i really like those ones um and then you can have sort of the flavored ones they come in all these sort of different flavors like strawberry and and you add it to your water or your sparkling water I think that I, f- I feel like that makes my fasting on so quite easy. Hydrating in the right way. If you're just sort of drinking and drinking, drinking plain water, you might be just flushing yourself out. Mm-hmm. And um, you need need those salts. They need to sort of go hand in hand. Yeah. So I'd say electrolytes would be really good if, if someone is struggling. Yeah. I notice if there, if someone complains to me that they have a headache, if they're just not feeling great, it, to me, I find it, it's usually, they need a little bit more electrolytes there. They need some more Mm -hmm. sodium or magnesium or potassium. And like Margaret so nicely pointed out, you can get those on Amazon. As long as they're the unflavored kind, you can have those when you're fasting Or Mm -hmm. the other thing I find is that sometimes women don't eat enough, like they need to Mm. eat more. And so they're not feeling good because they actually aren't eating enough protein or they're not eating, getting enough good fats and good things in their diet that they're eating too little. And, and I find that that can be, men don't struggle with that as much. I find they're more balanced, but but women can, can, that can be an error. Sometimes I notice they think, well, they're so used to that diet mentality that yes. that they've kind of the pendulum swings too far. So this has been so so helpful, and I know your story. We could just keep going, and I could listen to your beautiful blended accent forever. Oh. <laughs> I I love, I love your as well. oh, I love when someone. <laughs> is from a country and then goes live somewhere else and they have the beauty mm. of their original accent and then the blend. So you've got your beauty <laughs> of the, your time, your, your homeland of Iceland. You've got your time in London and oh. now you've got the, the Irish, uh, the Irish coming through. It's, oh dear. Yeah. It, it's like my Icelandic friends. They're like, you sound so Irish when I'm, you know, when I'm speaking on social media and, um, 
but then my Irish friends are like, oh, you sound a bit English and like, you know, it's all over the place, basically. Oh. I, I sound ridiculous. No, you do not. You sound beautiful. I could listen to you all oh, day. You. And I just uh, have loved my time with you. And I know you oh, kind me of... Too. I love that we were able to do this. I know, me too. And I hope we get to connect again. And I know Jeez, you kind of yeah. share your, your advice that it's, you know, kind of never too late. Don't, you know, don't accept that just because you're a mom. This is your life. If you're not happy, don't accept. Yeah, absolutely. And is there anything else you would like to say before we close today that we, that I didn't ask you about or that you want to share? Yeah. I just want people to, you know, take control of, of their health and, and, you know, no one's going to do this for you. You have to, you have to dig deep within and deal with your emotions. Don't eat your emotions. And um, it's actually, you know, sometimes we just need to face the emotions, let them stay for a little bit, and then we can let them go. That's it's, Sometimes it's as simple as that. Yes. But if we don't deal with them head on and we just eat our emotions, it can cause a bigger problem. Would you say that with this fasting and health journey, and kind of deciding that you're in the driver's seat, can you say that all the other areas of your life have improved? Do you think that's oh, a absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, uh, definitely. Uh, definitely. It has in, improved my life so much. And uh, this is something I'm going to be doing forever. Like this is really, uh, this is part of my life now. And it, it's, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, where I want to leave it is that there's a fear for so many of you out there because you're very unselfish giving people you give to your children, your partner, your, your job, your community, and somewhere along the line, maybe you have fallen down the priority list. Your health has fallen down the priority list. And I think what the message I want to keep sharing, the bold message that you can still be very much an unselfish, giving, wonderful person to your children, to your partner, to your job, to this world. But you can even do it that much better if your health is just a little bit more of a priority. And you're not being unselfish by doing that. And I think that is what Margaret's story is, is showing you is that by putting herself in the driver's seat a little bit more on her health, she has improved all the other areas of her life and been able to give back more, not, not give back less. Not less. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> oh, well, it's your story. It's your, it's what you have shared with us today. So thank you, Margaret, for being here. And Thank you for being being so bold on your journey. We are so blessed to hear your journey and I wish you and your family all the best. Thank you. Same to you. All the best. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to write a review and push that subscribe button. I also hope you will come hang out with me on Instagram, Facebook, and my new website, vetlucas.com. And remember, friends, be you boldly. The world needs you.